Welcome back to Sports Beat. Today is August 25th, and we are recording episode 26 in the My Little Falls podcast studio. As always, I'm joined by the man who still needs 27 hours in a day, Dave Warner. What's going on? <laughs> I think it's gone up. It's gone up. You do more, we have to add more hours, but they don't add more hours. And Yeah. And and then we do these podcasts like yours, and then even Scott's is even later, and yeah. it's like... Okay, I have to find some energy. It's like a long day. <laughs> it's a long day. You know, and I forgot who it was. Somebody told me the other day, and they, they were busting my chops about how, well, well, you work at an office job. It must be easy just to sit in a chair sometimes. I'm like, you know, there are days where I would love to just be able to do, you know, eight hours of raw work and go home and sit down. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we have these watches that say, get your ass up. Yeah, right. <laughs> who was it? Somebody at a State of the Union or something looked at her. It was a, I think it was Nancy Pelosi. She looks at her watch and it tells her to, and it was like national news. And I'm thinking, hey, I understand that because there are days if I don't stand up, if my watch doesn't tell me, I've been sitting down too well, her, long. Hers just said, you're old. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> Didn't I, it didn't work, and I, I wasn't ready to go. There you go. Like, yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, there I had the is. volume down. I can't help myself. All right. So uh, uh, we were off last week. I was uh, in Cincinnati and then drove home. That was an absolute mistake. Smart coming back. I broke the trip up into two days and made a pit stop at my uh, in uh, in Buffalo on the way home. But my God, spending ten hours in a car is just awful. I used to do that all the time. I would drive from Texas. To Massachusetts. You're crazy. It was like 36 hours. No. I do it straight. No. Are you kidding me? Something like that now? What a fool. No. I, I used I mean, to mess with my kids. I mean, I they'd, could. They'd be in the back sleeping. Oh. I'd make like I fell asleep at the wall, the the wheel there, you know. Driving around. No, no. I'd go and I'd just boom on the oh. front of the steering wheel. Dad, dad. Oh, what a mess. I, was, I know. It was fun times. I mean, I can, I, I can only imagine. I, I know how bad I felt when I got out of the car when I got to Cincinnati. I was headed to a conference that was there and I can only imagine how decrepit and old I looked getting out of the car after doing you know pretty much a straight shot of the day and I was I was that was just not fun yeah. that's how I look after 30 minutes now <laughs> <laughs> like you did after 10 hours yeah that was yeah. that was not There's that yeah so we are going to just do a press box segment today we've got a bunch of stuff from all the way around we do have some high school stuff uh, that's picking back up we got some college stuff we got some uh, major league stuff so we'll just dive right in and have some fun with it I guess so all sports for high school are in preseason at this point. Uh, nothing really to report. Everybody's in, you know, preseason mode. Nothing really sexy going on. A few uh, new coaches out there. Um, so the board changed, but pretty much everybody's given the same tagline. It's been forever since we've been here, and I'm happy to be back. And, you know, those usual And I'm points. tired of hearing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just get out there and play. Exactly. Uh, one thing I will note, um, and it's being widely reported, that officials are needed for many sports, especially football. There is a huge shortage of officials for all games. Uh, not sure much can be done this year because there is a class that you have to go through certification, background checks, et cetera. But if anybody is interested in doing that, please get in uh, touch with your school's athletic director as soon as possible. Um, and they can put you in touch with whoever the assigner is for that sport for the section. Uh, what I can say is from watching it, it's a nice way to make a couple hundred bucks, uh, and you get a great seat for some great games. As always, refs have the power to eject the asshole fans, so if that's something that concerns, just remember you have the power to make somebody disappear and you can take out the trash whenever you want. <laughs> but, but it's not, it's going to be worth more than $200 for all the harassment. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't do it. I don't. I wouldn't either. But now they're talking about, and again, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago probably, but when it comes around here, football, it's mostly football, but, you know, that's ingrained in, like, 
the livelihood of our area. Friday night is football. Everybody's got lights now. Little Falls added them. Dodgeville's one of the last holdouts with a non-lit field. Um, that on Friday you go to a football game. That's yeah. the thing to do. Even like all the other sports, they rarely will try to have like another sport going on on Friday. So every it's ingrained. And now they're talking about they might have to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday games. They may have to do midweek games because there's not enough refs to go around. I I just I know the Friday night thing because you know shooting sports in Texas, right. high school sports. It's like going to the Cotton Bowl every Friday night. Right. Going to the different high school stadiums. Yep. That's how different it is to here. Uh, but the lighting. I, don't I know. I remember having so much trouble at games down there back in the day when you were using film and all. Here, even the LED lights, we'll, we'll see. I think, uh, what is it, next Friday? Next week? No, it's not next two week weeks. Friday, I think. Two weeks. Yep. Little Falls is out there at 7 p.m. And so we'll see how, how great the lights are. Maybe it's, I, maybe it's a change in the sky. I, I know Bart, the athletic director, I'm always complaining to him about lighting. In, in the gym, the inside basketball gym, when are we going to get LEDs? Speaking of basketball, Herkimer redid the entire gym. I know Christy, who is the— it looks great. Amazing. Like, I know that was her big project um, for the last couple of years, and, and with COVID still looking to finish on time, it will be ready for basketball season this year. Holy shit. I mean, the entire the entire back wing of the school— in terms of what it functions on the inside is totally redone and it looks friggin' awesome. Wow. I'm like excited for since like the first time in a long time for the basketball season because a lot more to do. They've got the open ceilings, they've got all new lights all the way up and everything. Nice. It, it looks really friggin' good. Did they do LEDs? Um, I'm not 100%. I, I would know. I would have to assume that they did because yeah. if they're if you're doing any new construction Energy it's got to be yeah. Yeah, yeah. But looks great. So Good. high school sports coming up and uh, everything w pretty much right around that Labor Day break. Everything's back on. Soccer's all moving. Football's yeah. coming online. Uh, field hockey. I know cross country. I mean, we don't talk about too much of either of those, <laughs> but those are all on the schedules all over the place. I don't know. I just don't get to those for some reason. I do the hockey or not hockey. What am I saying? Field hockey, yeah. soccer, football. I still don't understand field hockey. Too many whistles, too many directions. I even I try tennis every once in a while to cover the team there, there too. Go. I've got them on my schedule here already, so yeah. we'll see. So, but it's uh it's coming back, so everything's there. But again, if you're if you're interested in being an official pretty much for football right now, but any type of other official, please get in touch with your athletic director. They're in they're in desperate need. There's been multiple news articles um attrition people that have done it for years saying yeah i'll hang on until you can find replacements and the next generation's just not stepping up and not surprising but it doesn't bode well because as they put in games don't happen without officials yeah period yeah. so uh gonna jump to the comets now um they unveiled their new uniforms uh last week while we were off uh fans will notice the design right away because it's pretty much the same with just the uh red and black to fit the new jersey color scheme uh, new uniforms will also feature the same design as the former Binghamton and Albany Devils team had, sticking again with the tradition with the New Jersey organization. In addition, the Utica Devils uh, had a similar design in their tenure when they were at the odd originally, but there was black on the shoulders, um, extended a bit further down the arms, and there were stripes on the arms as well. Comets president Rob Esch said that he expects the team uh, will design alternate uniforms that are going to alter, uh, utilize former Utica Devils logos at some point. Not really sure when that's going to happen, but apparently that's an iron in the fire. So if you're one of those people that likes to have all the different types of jerseys, keep a lookout for that. Comets open their season on October 17th against the Rochester Americans, which is on the 
34th anniversary of the debut of the Utica Devils. So they, somebody got that one right. Cool when they do the, you know, the historical impact. I mean, I know you the hope start. It, yeah. You hope it was intentional. <laughs> I mean, I would have to think it is intentional. I have to give them at least a little bit of credit, but whatever. I like the uniforms, though. I thought they looked good. Yeah, they the, sharp. They look yeah. good. I mean, you know, I wasn't a real big fan of the green and blue. It's just kind of, it's kind of chintzy looking. I don't know. It's just. Looks like, kind of like the Kraken. <laughs> the Kraken. I like my favorite word. <laughs> Poor Scott. Some sad, new sad news to pass along. It was reported that Gil Selzer, um, who was the lead architect who designed the revolutionary architecture feat that is now the Adirondack Bank Center at the Utica Memorial Auditorium, he passed away at 106 on August 14th. I hope I live to be half that age. Um, the odd was the first design ever using telescoping seating with no obstructions except the people that don't sit down in front of you. That one's for you, Brett Driscoll, if you're listening. And it was the first to use a cable-style suspended roof system. In 1956, Utica Mayor John McKennon hired the firm uh, to build a cutting-edge sports and entertainment facility. By 1959, they were completed, and the odd was forever stamped in the Utica history books. So uh, MVHS, you should hire these guys, and you can get your hospital done a hell of a lot quicker, and we won't have to pay you more. Uh, Gil has a kick-ass story. Uh, he became an architect, but he left for a few years to join the United States Ghost Army, where he was part of a secret mission to misdirect Nazi troops away from the beginning of the planning of the D-Day invasion. At the time of his death, he was the oldest member of the Ghost Army. He went on in his career to work on many notable projects, the East Coast War Memorial in New York City's Battery Park, the Kaufman Building on 40, or 92nd Street, and he put his stamp on college campuses as well at West Point the United States Merchant Marine Academy, CUNY Rutgers, William Patterson College, New Jersey College, New Jersey City College, and many others. I think Spencer Davidson said it best, never a resident, but forever a Utican. So little cool plug there. And, you know, the odds nice. got a historical point. And, and what was the, the, the slap shots and the guys that were there, they put a thing out there saying when they were there and it's cool to have that. Again, you know, yeah. everybody shits on the central New York, but we've got a lot of cool history here. The history. odds, one of those things. And, you know, 106 years old, that's a good life. Reading his thing about I thought, his, I thought you were half his age. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. What an asshole. <laughs> wow. Got, getting hit all over the place. <laughs> Jumping over to college, there was big news that was reported that the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 have announced an alliance between the conferences. So football is now a real-life episode of Sports uh, Survivor. The goal here, according to the statement, is to stabilize a volatile environment in college athletics. The whole system will begin as soon as practical while honoring current contractual obligations because, you know, everybody's got those big TV money deals and they've got to be, you know, looked at and made sure everything's done and make sure the lawyers got to love that. All three commissioners have said the same idea will allow the three conferences to adapt to changing times, compete with the SEC. Yeah, good luck with that in football. And, uh, they're banking on the fact that there's going to be a playoff expansion coming into the college, adding more teams. So SEC doesn't seem too phased by this. Paul Feinbaum said on his show that after the news was leaked a week before that, they needed a home run in the bottom of the ninth, and this is maybe a single where you advance a runner to third. So if that's not a glowing <laughs> indictment with a baseball reference to uh, talk about football, I don't know what is. So it's going to be interesting to see That's how these good. moves made out. Yeah. And he said that on the fly too. I don't know if that was rehearsed, but I was listening to it and somebody called in and he was taking like his, like his Jim Cramer lightning round. And yeah. that was the quote he came up with. 
It's like he, he probably didn't practice it, at, although he might have said it to somebody. Yeah, he you may know, have said it before. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so and it, locally, colleges are preparing for fall sports to come back. Uh, Utica College football had their taste of action in their annual blue and orange interest squad scrimmage. Uh, the upcoming full season, they have uh, for the first time since 2019, as the 2020 season was canceled because of the pandemic. Uh, head coach Blaze Vijay, I can't say his last name, it's Italian, and I'm not even going to try. Head coach Blaze said, it's hard to put <laughs> You should never words. start the word with Vajay. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> and not finish it. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, whatever. That's all right. That's all right. You can cut that out in all editing. Right. No, I can't. You know, you're not going I to. I can't cut that out of editing. You're not going to cut it. No, no, no. It's, it's burned. It's burned. Yeah, right. Burned. No, it's hard to put into words. The players put so much work into everything. And throughout last year, all the adversity. And finally, to be here at camp, it seems like forever ago that we were in training camp. 75% of our team have never gone through a training camp, but they're doing great. Players said the same thing. Wide receiver Nate Palmer, formerly of VVS, said, words can't put into perspective. Everyone is so fired up to be here. This is the best camp I've been part of as an offense. We're clicking on every level. The offensive line is doing great, giving the quarterback time in the pocket. The quarterback is putting it into the receivers, and the receivers, especially the rookies, are coming in, and they know their stuff, and they're on top of it. UC season opens September 4th in Alfred State. The home opener here in Utica is set for September 18th against Western uh, New England. So that'll be fun to have that back. And But yeah, you know, every, and, it, and it's nice to see the excitement. Everybody's saying the same line, happy to be back. They talk about some nuts and bolts and stuff like that. And it, it does get a little bit old, but I can't really imagine how hard, especially for something like some of the heavier duty sports where, not saying that all of them don't go all year like, but the basketballs and the footballs where, you know, there's training camps that begin sooner than all the other sports to some degree and everything. I, I can't imagine taking all that time off, all that preseason, and then having the plug pulled last, not last minute, let's call it what it was. So you put all that time in. Had they known about it ahead of time, they wouldn't have had so much invested. Yeah. So it's going to be nice to see everything go back to whatever normal looks like, question mark. Find out later. Yeah. NFL, the preseason there is also underway. You seem to be a theme here. Uh, it's the best time of year for preseason and sports, and we are moving forward to the opening day in a few weeks. So much is happening in the NFL, and the NFL grinder is already in full swing. I got a friggin' notification the other morning at 2.30 that somebody was on a COVID thing and they tested positive, so they're going to be out for a couple of weeks in an injury report. 2.30 in the morning. I'm sleeping. That was for Buffalo. Ooh, I think. Yeah, no, the, the, it was Buffalo, yeah, yeah, that one was, the, but yeah. the, their injuries, we, again, <laughs> injuries are all over and they're the weird, the little ones, yeah. but they're the ones that end. But as a Dallas fan, I'll say again, and I know there's a bunch of people that disagree with me, so I'm going to have a hot take here. Dak Prescott was overpaid. Um, and now we overpaid him and now he's ill and won't be able to be there for the season opener. According to head Mike, uh, head coach, Mike McCarthy, um, yesterday was talking about how he's probably not going to be there. He's tweaked something. They're trying to give him time. If I paid you that amount of money, you need to be ready week one. <laughs> yeah, my ass would be there. And and well, and it, they were talking about it on I forgot who it was. It might have been on Barstool. It might have been, or actually no, it might have been Pat McAfee. He was talking about once the off season starts, these guys go home. There's no conditioning for most of them. There's no working out. They, they do whatever. The linemen just sit there and, and they, they, they enjoy their time off. It's vacation for four months. Like eating Cheetos on the couch? Pretty much. 
But the thing is, is that when, when they now have made, and I didn't think about this because again, it's not my world that I'm in. They make those camps that they do beforehand optional. So if you come back for mandatory OTAs, you might not be in shape yet where you're doing conditioning along with OTAs and the people that have already done it or the skill players that like Tom Brady, always keeping themselves in shape, you know, they're already ahead of you. Or a Tebow, even though he was gut. I yeah. mean, the guy was in great shape. Yeah. I still, that, that whole thing weird too. Like, and, and, and that was his like idol. Like you're talking about the two superstars of college sports and he cut him. He looks so sad to do it too. There was so many memes made about it. <laughs> I don't know. Let if, me do one. Yeah. Yeah. And ever somebody said, I hope all, because he had the number one Jersey sale. Uh, you and, should keep him around just for the, <laughs> the sports sales. I mean, keep him around for that. Have him be the mascot. I don't know. Yeah. Make him a third string quarterback that does the mascot duties or something. I don't know. But if popcorn, peanuts, <laughs> sarsaparilla, <laughs> but for the millions of dollars you pay somebody and, and I get, and I get shit happens. Like, you know, you're running turf is what turf is and, all that kind of stuff. But this is where the, the players union really missed the ball. And, and I say this as the, you know, casual fan, if you're going to do this and you're going to make them man, uh, optional instead of mandatory, then the players are going to need to have a higher level of commitment to some degree. And I know they're not paid for it, but you don't really need to be paid to make healthy lifestyle choices and keep yourself in shape because you should be doing that to some degree anyway. Well, you should, I mean, then you open yourself up to injuries. Because right. when you do get out there, you're not in shape. And they had they were talking about that too. There, there was a player, I think he was from the he maybe the Rams, maybe Las Vegas, one of those two teams, and uh, he was doing off season workout with somebody that was associated with the team in a private gym, and he blew his ACL out, and now the team wants to say he's not going to get anything because but he was working out as part of an unofficial regiment with the team, and the team knew about it. Mm. So that and I so that's the other side of this is that if you work out and you get injured or you who was it a couple of years ago they sprained their ankle while playing beach football with a couple of kids oh, or something yeah, like that and that, everybody's yeah. like how could you be doing that well they're not going to sit home on their ass and do nothing but there needs to be something there, there needs to, we've got the two sides we've We're identified back to them the Cheetos again aren't we yeah I love Cheetos <laughs> I used to at least but. We've got the two sides of we want you to be in shape, but you don't want you to do anything. So where's that middle ground that they can come in? Because, you know, it's hot. It's hotter than usual all over the place. And people are getting injured left and right. And it's the freaky shit. Yeah. But that could happen. I could be walking to your car. True. At the grocery store. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's all about the money. But, you know, Dallas is going to have an eight and eight season anyway. So whatever. Oh. I've already accepted it. I, I, here we are, guys. I, I never want to hear a da somebody say that a Dallas fan is screaming we're going to the Super Bowl every year because I am now recorded on record saying we're going to have an eight and eight season. So whatever. We're going to the Super Bowl. Shut up. <laughs> Just sit there and run the show. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. The cheerleaders are going to be here to take us. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we might have to draft a cheerleader to be the backup quarterback at this point. Oh. Uh, there were so many thoughts that went through my mind right then. We'll, we'll leave it at that. And we're going over to Major League Baseball, AL East. Boston is still falling. Take that, Zach Steele. The Rays continue their hold for the over the past uh, two weeks, um, and they are still sitting in first place. Yankees are now in second place at four games out of first, and Boston has slid to third, which just brings me so much joy. Um, and they're six and a half games back. Blue Jays are 12 games back. And in the last two weeks... The Orioles 
When you just think it couldn't get worse, they've gone right down the shitter. <laughs> I knew this was coming. When did I know this was coming? On our last episode, they were 29 games out of first place. And they are now 39 games out of first place in a two-week period. Just mail it in. Just, just cancel the season, for Christ's sake. <laughs> the only thing you can do at this point is get injured. My God, you can't even play spoiler because if I, if I was looking at the schedule quick, there's not enough games inside the division to move them up or screw somebody else up for division unless things start to close up at the bottom end of the season in September and October. They literally, they're getting to the point where they can't even play spoiler. Cheetos, Cheetos. It's golf and Cheetos, baby. What do you want? Over in the NL East, the Mets have slid into third place as well. Atlanta is now in the top spot over in that division. Phillies hold second place at four and a half games back. The Mets are sitting at in third place at six and a half games back. Nationals are 13 out and Miami is 17 games out. So, you know, good for New York uh, and the Yankees and the Mets need to get their, their whole game plan together. It's kind of falling apart on them. They were so red hot. We'll see what they can do in September and October. That's the money round. Anybody so can get a streak going. True. Yep. Yep. Uh, Going to quick uh, pivot back to Formula One. We talked about on our last episode the issue with Sebastian Vettel and the missing fuel in his car. Um, and I've been following this just because it's interesting to me because it, it really it, it ends up moving him out of a second-place finish. Um, last week, the appeal was dropped after the stewards refused to see any new data. The car, which was impounded at uh, Formula One headquarters in France since the race, has been returned to the team. Uh, the team claimed that they had overwhelming evidence to show that the lift pump had failed and that the fuel should be inside there. Everything is metric uh, and, and calculated with sensors, so they know precisely how much fuel enters the car, how much they burned, so they know how much should still be in the car. This, was, this came days after analyzing all data from the car in the race. The race stewards still didn't care. They said that the fuel and the data should have been available when the fuel check was called for after the race. So little bit and I, I get the rule and everything like that but how do you analyze mountains of data in 10 15 minutes that's the part that and, well, and they if, knew if it, it was available i mean you right if you have data it should be organized and you should be able to find what you need within and they've been consistent from the, from yeah. right after the race they said that it looked like the lift pump had failed and that the, they knew exactly how much should be in there and everything like that but the, the rules written that they so call why give up the challenge because it sounds like that well, one they need the car back and formula one races this weekend and it takes time to put the car back there yeah. was there was an accident so they did need to do some stuff that lift pump's going to have to be replaced they have to do all their pre-stuff to do everything um for this coming uh race in mm-hmm. belgium and if they appeal again and they lose it could hurt them more um and well, they, they they must have made the financial decision to say just get out there and win and yeah. go from there um, so as it stands, Lewis Hamilton is going to take the second place finish for the Hungarian Grand Prix and Vettel is, Vettel is stripped of that position. So he didn't, according to their, he, he was DQ'd, never finished, but he finished second. That's the part that really, um, and the summer break is over. So in, on this weekend, on August 29th, they are taking the course in Belgium. So waffles on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Stupid dad joke. Number one. <laughs> so bad, but that's okay. But that, that's got to... I'd, that, I'd more go with chocolates. Oh. Mm. And waffles. Why that not? Would why just not be me. Why not both? Belgian chocolate's good. Let's do both. All right. <laughs> but that that's really got to suck, you know. And, 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 and Formula One's got that more intelligent 
aspect, if you will, or the knowledge aspect than NASCAR does. And are you trying to knock rednecks? Yes. And uh, <laughs> but they they have Damn this Yankee. They have this thing where the, the fuel check is written into there, and it's a hard fast rule. But like it, shit goes wrong, and they know it. They and they've got the, the the sensors that show this is how much fuel got used. This is how much entered the car. This is how much was pulled. And they haven't released anything that they've taken the lift pump or whatever it was out. But I've got to imagine they pull it apart and there it all is. Because it's a closed system. And I mean, there's hundreds of million dollars in R&D in those freaking cars. Yeah. They'll have it. Yep. Maybe they'll do a I told you so presentation. Yeah. Still doesn't help their. No, but makes you feel good sometimes. Right. Yeah. Speaking of NASCAR, uh, crazy end of the season on its way. So two weeks ago at the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard, it was a shocker that A.J. Allmendinger won. To everybody's surprise, uh, Allmendinger is a part-time cup racer, um, but he punched his ticket for postseason, so that's fun. Then last weekend, Ryan Blaney won in Michigan at the Firekeepers Casino 400. Um, this is this coming week is the last race of the regular season, which is the Coke Zero 400 at Daytona. Handful of drivers need a win and a few more need some points. So uh, what's Daytona known for? You know, it's always a smooth race in Daytona. Nothing can go wrong there. No. <laughs> Wrecks and crazy driving. So if uh, if you like to go to the bar and your bar has two-for-one cautions, uh, make sure you have lunch um, because you're going to be hammered by the end of that race. <laughs> they're, they're, they All the metrics I, I, I turned on. I forgot what channel it was, and they had their NASCAR hour, and they were talking about all the different like postseason things that can happen in the next race. If this person finishes this place and this, and I'm thinking, if you don't have a ticket punched or you're not guaranteed in the points, you're racing for something, and it's going to be, and they talked to some of the crews, we're just going to go for it, we're going to go for it, so it's it's going to be absolutely freaking insane. Insane. I like Daytona. It's a fun race to watch. That and Fort Walton Beach, good spots, Pensacola area. We go and got to get to Florida at some point. Yeah. When you can travel again. Anyway, things just keep getting worse for Syracuse University women's basketball. Um, we talked in our last episode about the exit of former coach Quinton Hillsman. Syracuse.com then posted a scathing editorial opinion um, that they had had. It called out every level of the university administration and the athletic department and how they feel that everybody was out of touch in the university as well. Well, two more players have entered the transfer portal and are leaving the university. Uh, Von Reed has been named the active uh, head coach, uh, temporary head coach, rather, of the program, and the athletic director there has called him a basketball wizard. Lord knows they're going to need some magic uh, with all the events that have happened and to pull off a successful season because it really doesn't look like there's much of a s- like roster left, it doesn't look like. I mean, they've got enough to play, but... If anybody who's a, an avid Syracuse fan is really hoping to see the men and women's in the NCAA tournament this year, that's a far cry right now. Yeah. But, you know, actions have consequences. They did nothing. And, and and like we had talked about early on when it was reported, like, what's going on? You you lose that many players and they're, where there's smoke, there's fire, but it was all quiet. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what the investigation comes out of. There is an investigation report that's being uh, compiled. I'm really looking forward to reading that to see if you can't see what what really happened there i I hope that they uh talk to some of the players because the interesting thing is is when when shit like this happens now in 2021 usually the players are on instagram they hire a lawyer they do a press outfit they do a thing the players just left none of them are really on there some of them said oil and water and put like cryptic remarks and stuff like that but there's no 
There's nobody that did the, the, the prime time approach. Well, it could copy and paste from Cuomo's report. I mean, it's <laughs> a little different, but sounds a lot the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yelling at players, like, like straight up, like harassment. Yeah. But, and, and, and I find that interesting in, in the terms of, and that might be a bad word to use here, but that usually when shit like this happens now, they take to Instagram and they, and they put their side out because the, the, the university's not going to cover their side. And that in, in some cases, rightfully so they mm -hmm. need to defend themselves and the university is going to protect their ass and the money, which is in the program and the coach, but not one of them said anything. Mm. And, and maybe that was an active choice and it, it was to the level they just wanted to get away. And I, I, I'm not in this situation. I can't do that, but no, that's what I find curious about this whole thing. You see all these other, like, these little brush fires at the university that the coach told me that I was, I was, I looked ugly today. And that becomes the national story. <laughs> We've got credible harassment that causes a coach to leave. Right. And you've got people that saw it. You've got uh, close to 30 players or if not more at this point that have left and none of them said anything when they were leaving or after they're gone, they just wanted to get away. I find that incredibly different than the environment that we see now. But if you can't tell people that they're ugly, People, people I mean, tell where me, where are we in this world? You told me that before we started, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I, I find that it's going it, to, it, it, I really want to see what the report comes of and, and what it says, because that's really going to tell a lot of things and not only for the program, but for the, for the university that's had a lot of issues over the last couple of years with internal, how they deal with things now. So Sad to see because, you know, obviously, you know, when we're not, when I'm not bleeding green for Herkimer or Herkimer College, Syracuse has always been right there. We're always going to basketball games, lacrosse games, um, soccer, football, the, the whole nine yards. And so when you mix green and orange, you get what? Really? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our producer, Dave Warner. Uh, at, I just had that thought of you bleeding those two colors and it just went wrong. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're not touching that one with a 10 foot pole. Know. You know, it's really good. We don't work for like a radio station or something because we would have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> Thank God this is your outfit because you're starting it. So you're not going to fire I yourself. I could. <laughs> I fired my son before oh. I could fire myself. You want to tell us a story next week? Yeah, I will. Okay. All right. Uh, last, just continuing to plug a fellow podcaster and a friend, Bobby Ramundo. We went to high school together. He's got a, a series called Windfall, and he's got a new series called Forgive Me. That series is about a small Catholic church in upstate New York where every episode is a different confession. Again, pretty interesting. I've heard enough uh, people you know, out in public before, whether it be bars or restaurants or stuff, with just the crazy stuff that happens. <laughs> I He's got enough content living here for the 20 years that he lived here for to be able to pull that one off. So I love the concept. I, I think I he, wish I'd thought of it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. it and, and, and he's a writer. He knows how to write a story. I listened to wind, uh, windfall on my way out to Cincinnati. Great friggin' idea. Um, little game of Thrones like, and everything like that. But I'm really interested to see this forgive me come out because yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a cool concept. It's, it's, it's original. You don't yeah. get many original ideas anymore. So, Hey, Right? Right. <laughs> You're right. Mine, you, you, you mine was tick me off radio. And each day I'd pick something that ticked me off. And that would be the subject of the day. Okay. I mean, I can do that too. Can we? <laughs> that should be a segment here. We, we should give you a segment on our show. What ticked you off in sports? <laughs> it, it wouldn't be sports. It would be wide ranging. Okay. It could be anything. Uh, well, I mean, this is, this is your outfit. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, let's finish this. Okay. 
and as usual, coaches, staff, and players, uh, please start to include us in your reporting for uh, all the sports coming up, especially in the fall season at SportsBeat at MyLittleFalls.com. For updates and highlights throughout the week, find us on Facebook at SportsBeat with Rob Drum. For all your local sports news and our podcast home, find us on MyLittleFalls.com. For Rob Drum here with Dave Warner, talk to you next week.